0: Hi everyone, today we are back on my favorite subreddit of all time, r today I fucked up. If you have any personal fuck ups you would like to share on this podcast, let me know by sending an email to redditreadings.podcast at gmail.com. Let's go on with the episode and listen to some really funny and messed up fuck ups. Enjoy. Reddit readings, episode 45. Today I fucked up by using a nose hair trimmer to manscape my nether regions and subsequently revealing mankind's most horrible secret on reddit. As preface to this Today I fucked up, I'm committing one of the greatest societal taboos and revealing a secret that to has been zealously guarded throughout the ages. It is a correlate to childbirth in that, just as post-menopausal women wouldn't dare tell an expectant mother. How truly agonizing childbirth is, no man in his 50s would traumatize a man in his youthful prime with fears of the anatomical horror that is to come. But times have changed, and new technology places men in great danger, so now you must know of this biological atrocity in order that you might avoid my disastrous fuck up. Sometime around midlife, men's hair follicles undergo a revolting mutation. While hair atop one's head thins and drops, new hair grows in places you never imagined. Bristle-stiff tufts sprout outside and inside of ears, and up nostrils. Eyebrows become bushy, unruly and coarse. Pubic hair turns grey and scraggly, I shit you not. All these hairs grow alarming fast, and require constant attention, lest you become that guy with a bunny paw sticking out of his ear. Their eradication is a battle men wage stoically and silently through the second half of their lives. And, as with any battle, there are casualties. Now, on to my fuck up. I found a great nose hair trimmer in there, as advertised on TVR at CVS. It looks like and operates like a miniature hedge trimmer. It's virtually impossible to cut yourself, but mows down the hair. Yesterday I was trimming ear, nose, and eyebrow hairs after a shower. I was so happy with the results that I decided to try it on my pubes too. It worked great. Soon I had gone a bit overboard and pretty much shaved my balls and the base of the shaft to the skin. I like the new look, but my bushy taint was at it is to kill a beard that had to go. I positioned a makeup mirror on the bathroom floor and laid down spread eagle, knees up, so I could see and trim everything well. Where once just a few wispy hairs prevailed, unbeknownst to me a virtual forest had arisen. Worst of all, my butthole was sporting borat mustache ass brows. Trusty new nose hair trimmer in hand, I prepared for battle. The ass brows had to go first. I began on the left and quickly decimated the bunghole caterpillar. I moved decisively to the right, prepared to take down ass brow too with one swift stroke close to the skin. However, this was not to be. Instead, my ass hairs wrapped around the trimmer blade like Rapunzel using a superheated curling iron, pulling the device tight against my skin and jamming the blade. The hairs were being ripped from my flesh and the pain was excruciating. No matter how I tried, I couldn't remove the trimmer. Wiggling it tugged the hairs more, restarting it was a double down that I lost, the hairs were wound even tighter against the blade. I frog walked naked to my bedroom, one hand holding the trimmer tied between my butt cheeks, and searched for my cuticle scissors. No luck. I did however find a carpet knife. Unbearable pain breeds made me desperate. Back on the bathroom floor, I tried in vain to cut myself free, nicking the tenderest of flesh twice, and drawing the first blood of battle. I was making little progress, and it was time to make the ultimate sacrifice. After a suitable prayer, I gripped tight on the trimmer and committed reverse rackery, Brazilian wax style, ripping off the trimmer blade along with its ass browner trap. Blinding pain left me curled fetal, hyperventilating, while blood slowly trickled down my ass crack. I decided to share my today I fucked up and expose life's cruel secret in the best interest of mankind, that others may avoid falling prey to the technological wonders of as seen on tv hair removal tools. Young men of reddit, I beg of you to heed my warning. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage. Rage against the dying of the light. Today I fucked up by scatmanning a girl I was dating. So quite recently I've been listening to the song Scatman, which for the uninitiated is a dope song of a dude scatting, which kinda goes like and then he says I'm a scatman. so I couldn't get this song out of my head for the past couple days and I was always queuing it up on Spotify. Long story short a girl I've been dating came over last night and my brain didn't override my stupidity when i decided to add scatman to my sexy time playlist when she came over it was pretty much prepare for battle stations from the first minute so i put the sexy time playlist on shuffle it started off well with some song from the mezzanine album and then one i can't remember and then a jazzy one by this point i was just beginning to go down on her this is where i fucked up The scatman song came up next after the relaxing jazz, and it was so fucking jarring. I guess a normal person would have stopped and skipped the song. I really regret not doing that now. Instead of that, without skipping a fucking beat, I started to use my tongue and went down on her at the same exact pace as a dude in the song was scatting. It was so fast that I had to concentrate hard to get the timing right. I know it probably was bad technique, but I started and I had to commit. It was probably 9 seconds of doing that before I stopped and came up. I looked into her eyes and perfectly in time with the song I said. I'm the scatman. I don't know what expression I expected to see on her. My brain clearly short circuited for me to do that in the first place. What I didn't expect was the look of pure disgust. That moment went in pure slow motion for me. My brain pretty much exploded, and was like ah fuck I can't believe I've done this, I saw no means of recovery, so I got up, and paused the song, and she said, can we just hang for a bit instead and I agreed, we ended up watching an episode of friends, both of us refusing to acknowledge what just happened, then she said she had to go back to her place, we've only been dating for 3 weeks, and I'm pretty sure I might've totally fucked this up. At least I have a funny story out of it, though I'd much prefer having a girlfriend. Today I fucked up by letting my sister use a Reddit app on my phone and then getting notified that she has a nice vagina. My sister's battery was dead and so she asked if she could lodge into Reddit on my phone to check if she had a reply from a for hire post. She took my phone, logged in and sent a few messages and then logged out and gave me my phone back. The today I fucked up started around 20 minutes later when I started receiving notifications from Reddit for posts that I can't remember visiting. They were also NSFW. So I went to the bathroom for some privacy to see what the posts were about and to turn the notifications off. The notifications were messages and comment replies from a NSFW amateur subreddit. Curiosity got the better of me and upon clicking onto the post, there was my younger sister naked. I immediately closed it and decided to log out of her account, but realized her account wasn't logged in. It's some sort of bug with the Reddit app that causes me to receive notifications for an account that has recently been logged in on my phone. The notifications are still coming through thick and fast, and I've since realized my sister is quite a popular amateur pawnster on Reddit. And I wish that I never found this out. Today I fucked up by almost committing a war crime obligatory, not today. This was about 10 years ago. I started doing stand up when I was in the army in Afghanistan, actually. I started telling stories around the fire at night, but eventually started doing shows in the chow hall or during talent shows if we were on a bigger base at the time. It wasn't uncommon for me to do so badly that I lost people during these shows. I even had a platoon up to go on patrol early rather than watch my whole set. I was less fun than possibly dying. I wanted to get better, so I ordered a book and started working on trying to improve crowd work, talking to the audience, and being more physical. I figured if I could make the interpreters laugh with the language barrier, I'd be on my way to being a better comic. During our next patrol, we detained several suspected Taliban fighters. We needed to keep them on our base until they could get picked up by Intel people, so we needed to watch them for two days. I thought the idea of a literal captive audience was too good to pass up and basically tried to do crowd work and run bits by them in an incredibly animated manner. Imagine Sebastian Maniscalco, but two months into comedy. I volunteered for as many guard duty shifts as I could. I'd try jokes, I'd ask for their names and where they were from, jobs, etc. Anything I could try to make a joke about. Never a single laugh. Eventually, they got picked up and apparently one complained about my jokes specifically. I ended up getting a stern talking to for unconventional interrogation, because I kept asking where they were from and what they did, and had to explain that I was so bored and desperate to get better at comedy, that I almost inadvertently committed a war crime. Today I fucked up, my wife nearly died during the birth of my son 3 months ago. He was born very premature and he's had some physical challenges. We took him on his first flight and he was really well behaved. What did I choose to watch? Finding Nemo. Very very stupid choice. She had preeclampsia, which is not totally rare, but she only exhibited a headache and none of the other features until her blood pressure shot through the roof. He was born shortly after we were admitted to the hospital, and while it was the happiest day of my life I haven't really had the chance to fully deal with the trauma of walking into a hospital thinking my pregnant wife would get a shot to quell a headache, only to haven't to confront the reality of possibly walking out alone. I chose not to focus on any of that. Instead, I put my head down and concentrated on the things we could control. He was in the NICU for several weeks and every day we had to be strong parents for our son fighting for his life. And of course, once he graduated from the NICU, we suddenly had a baby to turn into a full-grown human. The lack of sleep is real. Plus, postpartum and the grief of not experiencing the full term has been very difficult for my wife. Meanwhile, I'm a freelance artist who has been getting a lot of work recently after a very dry few months. Basically, I've had absolutely no time to slow down and think about everything. This was a transcontinental flight. He was marvelous. Slept almost the whole way, even after our flight was delayed for 7 hours, and we spent the entire day at the airport. My wife had held him most of the flight while I caught up on some work, but when her back was aching I took him and I looked for something to watch. I didn't want anything too stressful and I thought, Finding Nemo has that Thomas Newman score and the blue and orange will be soothing. I had completely forgotten about the beginning. Really really dumb. But I couldn't turn it off. Even as this not outvolumed the tears. In a sense, it was like an ice bath at first. It stabbed me like a thousand knives. But once I relaxed and let it wash over me, I felt that part of me begin to heal. We are both starting therapy, because we have a man to make, and we can't be good parents without being ones who are as healthy as possible. This is just the beginning as a parent. But, I can't help but think that maybe, finding Nemo helped me figure out just how much I'd been holding inside. Which, is coincidentally kinda the whole point of the film, letting go. Also. To answer a little bit of a fair question, this is a fuck up, because I didn't really choose the right venue for this, or stop to think that Pixar is pretty much synonymous with sobbing. Planes already heighten our insecurities so choosing a film that will surely make me cry in that environment was not a great choice. Today I fucked up by waking up my sleeping family screaming, there's something in my pants, until my sister found the something. Tonight I fucked up. I was outside smoking a cigarette in my pajamas. Everyone else was asleep. It's a bit rainy and chilly, if that matters. Anyway, I felt something like a lump in my slipper. I took it off, shook it, nothing came out. Then I felt something, very subtle, near my ankle. I reached down, but couldn't locate it. I tried to ignore it, but kept feeling these tiny wiggles. I started panicking, thinking it was a spider. I began slapping my leg. At one point by my knee, I felt a little lump and that sent me running into the house screaming. I'm very afraid of spiders. I burst into my sister's room, turned her light on and removed my pants, all while shouting that something is in my pants. She woke up screaming scared at my sudden intrusion. The dogs promptly ran into her room as well, confused. I tossed my pants at her and just kept shouting something in my pants. She first said it was nothing, then at my prompting she shook my pants, sweatpants. Nothing happened, she told me it's nothing, see. Good night. I was relieved. I went to grab my pants again, to put them on, I had been wearing no underwear under my pants, not my best decision, and my sister started screaming. I look and clinging into the crotch of the sweetpants was a fucking mouse. I tossed the pants at her because, well, I panicked. We were shouting at each other, both saying do something. The dogs were barking at the confusion. Finally, our parents entered the room. We just shouted at them that there was a mouse. My father was like okay. And my mom asked why I wasn't wearing pants. And then I started shouting it's in my pants. All over again. We put the mouse outside. It was very much alive. Today I fucked up by using coconut oil as a moisturizer after shaving. Last night I was in the shower shaving as usual and I decided to try coconut oil as a moisturizer after shaving my bikini line and private parts. My skin is extremely sensitive and shaving it makes it worse, so I'm constantly trying new ways to stop the irritation. I had the great idea of trying out coconut oil as a moisturizer. I had bought some that day and it seemed to work fine. I leave the shower and go to bed with my husband. As we lay in bed one thing leads to another and we end up having sex. Everything is great and I feel nice and moisturized until my husband starts complaining about his penis burning. He starts freaking out and the skin on his penis got bright red. He freaks out and goes to the shower to rinse his penis with cold water. The pain just got worse for him and I quickly drove him to the hospital. He was practically crying in pain. He had developed small red blisters all over his penis and the skin around it. We were both freaking out and I explained to the doctors everything that had happened. Well it turns out my husband is allergic to coconuts and had a severe skin reaction to the coconut oil I used as a moisturizer. He is now in bed resting with a sore penis and a severe coconut phobia. So if anyone has any tips for a new moisturizer let me know. Today I fucked up by over tipping my waitress. I got an early christmas card with a $50 bill in it. I put the bill in my wallet until I could get to the bank in a couple days. On my way home, I stopped at a sit down restaurant and tipped my waitress with a $5 bill, you know where this is going, don't you? The waitress was surprised and very happy and thankful, which I thought was a bit over the top for what amounted to about a 30% tip. Comes time to deposit the $50 and guess what, it's nowhere to be found. After puzzling for several days over where I might have put it, the neurons fire, the connection is made, and I realize that I had to have given it to the waitress, which would explain her reaction. Well, shit. I hope she really needed it, and I hope it was a blessing, but all I can think is I'm a dumbass. Today I fucked up by accidentally ghosting great first date so last week i was in korea and spontaneously decided to download tinder a day before i was supposed to leave since i had no plans that day luckily i found a guy who was willing to meet up with me that day and we planned to meet for dinner in Seoul. then he told me he actually had plans at night but was willing to meet up for coffee i agreed and we end up meeting a few hours later to grab a coffee he pays for my drink and immediately we connect and talk for a very long time He was super sweet and very attentive throughout the whole date. I was surprised that we shared many similar interests. He promised that when I visit Korea again, he'd show me around and made tentative plans. He repeatedly told me he wanted to meet again, which I took as a sign of interest. Since I was returning to Japan, I had no intention of continuing to use Tinder, so I asked for another way to contact him. Since we were in Korea, I figured he would have Kakao Talk, a Korean messaging app, so I suggested that I should add him on Kakao. First big fuck up. I added him on Kakao through his QR code, despite never using the app before. Then sent a quick hi message and close the app. After that, I forgot about it, and we quickly went back to chatting and banter. Eventually, it came around time for dinner, but neither of us wanted to leave early, and since he had his commitment at 9pm, he suggested we walk around and grab dinner. I agreed and we walked around the streets of Seattle to find a place to eat. We settled for street food and talked over dinner. This time, I paid for the meal as a thank you for the coffee, and we head back to the station but since neither of us wanted to depart, we made one last pit stop, and he decided to show me a Korean bookstore. We were supposed to end the date at 7pm, but we kept on pushing it back as we found new things to discuss, until it reached almost 7.30. It was finally time to go, so we walked to the station together. He told me that he was very lucky to have met me, and that I should call him when I reached my hotel safely. We agreed to keep in touch online. We depart and I get on the train. My hotel was 1 hour and 30 minutes away by train, so 45 minutes in, I decided to spontaneously delete Tinder. Since I had this guy on Kakao, it shouldn't have been a problem to delete Tinder right? Second fuck up. When I finally reached my hotel around 9pm, I decided to open up Kakao Talk and message him. I look at our chat log and it was empty. I remember thinking weird, I thought I messaged hi earlier, but I quickly dismissed it and tried to send another message. It didn't go through. So I tested another message and it didn't work. Turns out, I'm partially banned from KakaoTalk talk because the number one registered with isn't associated with a carrier anymore. This means I can't send messages unless they send the first message. I quickly go into panic mode and try to contact him through other means. However, I deleted my Tinder account, which was my main way of contacting him, so I thought that maybe I should make another Kakao account with my Korean number and contact him through there. So I uninstall, and reinstall Talk and create a new account. Third fuck up. Clearly I wasn't thinking, because there was no way to re-add him, since I don't have his Kakao ID. So I backtrack, and tried to log into my old Kakao account and just wait for him to message me first. Immediately, I receive a pop-up notification, this account is temporarily disabled. I thought the ban only extended to messaging, but apparently, now I can't log in either. I message Kakao support, and they said it would take several weeks to unban me, if they don't find anything wrong. Great, so now I guess I unwillingly ghosted my first date. I really put in the effort, to contact him again, by trying to find other social media, but to my avail, I had no luck. So I guess I will never be able to contact him again. And the whole date was just one big fever dream of my time in Korea. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and leaving a rating.
1: Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast.